Hey, before we get into this next episode, just wanted to say I've been gone for a few weeks. I'm sorry about it. I got busy with the holidays, hanging out with friends, celebrating, and I'm moving soon. So um, more on that later, but just want to acknowledge that and let's get back to it. Welcome, Modern Talkers. This is Modern Talk. weird because you've been hearing it for weeks now but I heard the intro for Modern Talk that's really exciting it's really cool uh, you guys should uh, check out Jack Jeter um, he, he just put out an EP and by just I mean he did a f like a week ago in my time but in your time months ago but still new um and you should check it out and uh and if you need anything from him he's good to work with so you should um i don't I, you know i don't know how many people need a like original music but i mean rappers obviously but or you know movie makers he likes he likes to do multimedia kind of stuff so he was like excited to do the podcast because it's different. Um, and so if you have something weird like video games, he would love to do. I remember him saying, uh, so if you want to do that, let's do that. And I'll get a cut of it because uh, go to promo code <laughs> Tommy Wait backslash Jack Jeter slash video games to... Um, yeah, that didn't work, but, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the church again, and they're, they're working on it, so if you hear clankety clank clank, it's because, uh, the good people are trying to make a studio here for us, and, um, well now, technically, they're, uh, they're putting in, uh, bathroom drywall, which is really exciting, but it's way cooler to say they're building a new studio. Because they are, but in a grander sense, not in this specific sense. <laughs> and I promise to you guys now that I won't flimsy up the numbers. And by that I mean when I noticed working with content creators that they love to exaggerate and really, you know... Um, I'm trying to think of a fun way to say it, but uh, really yoga up that truth. That that truth, man, it gets a matcha tea. <laughs> Thank you guys, you're doing great. They love they love rolling out that little mat, getting a matcha tea, getting real sweaty, and stretching that truth because they always, not always obviously, but a lot of the time they love. So last night I was helping someone do a live stream of something 
and they said we have almost a hundred people watching right now and they could see that and I could see that but the audience can't see it and what the number was was 78 is that almost a hundred kind of from the five-yard line in football if you run 78 yards is it a touchdown no is it almost a touchdown a little bit <laughs> you see what I'm saying I'm really killing it with the uh, analogies yeah everyone wants to say metaphors but it's not always true and I don't think it's true there but only time will tell and we'll never know because uh, your timeline and my timeline is different point of the story I promise to not flimsy up the numbers which is a ca cash phrase from cashing in podcast um, but it's so useful you should use it oh I'm, I'm moving the camera sorry guys um, cue the airplane um, it's just such a noisy place without even other people here um, <laughs> uh, so I wait no I, I wanted to finish flimsy up the numbers I promise it's useful because it's uh, it's a fun way everyone kind of gets it at first they're like oh okay yeah flimsy is like kind of loose and you know the numbers is the numbers so uh, <clears throat> I watched I've been wanting to watch for years again the karate kid and you know it just never happened for whatever reason um, and it's not on like regular streaming places. I had to buy it, uh, and maybe that's part of the reason. And I don't know why that is. It's obviously a classic, and the um, the new spinoff, whatever you call it, uh, Cobra Kai is out. So you think they'd make that more accessible, or maybe they think, oh, because it's <laughs> back in the lexicon that we could charge people for it again because they want to watch it real bad. So I understand that too, I guess. Capitalism. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the uh, I wanted to watch it because in my mind it was like a summer movie because they're at the beach at one point and um, you know he's out there sweaty doing the uh, sanding um, the thing. And um, and then I started it, and literally the first frame says September. And I was like, oh, I guess it's a fall movie. And then I remembered that, it, uh, <laughs> that he goes to that Halloween dance, and like, oh, obviously, this is, this is a fall movie. And... Um, and I watched it in late August, which is now in, in my timeline. Um, eventually we'll have to get Doctor Strange in here to match up the timelines and find the best one, but um, in my timeline, yeah, it was the end of August, so I think September's next. So I kind of accidentally watched it at the right time. Um, and, uh, and for some reason, um, my ex and I, my last ex, <laughs> Uh, wanted to watch it together and we never did and <laughs> so that uh, that kind of cuts the tension real nice when it gets like you know more deeper um, and you don't 
you don't want the tension, but you kind of have to go through it. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how much you could heal. You probably could hear everything. Um, so yeah, since um, we both wanted to watch it, uh, obviously that like made me feel some type of way. Um, but I was like, I finally get to do it, and I get to do it by myself, and I don't have to worry about anyone else, um, how they feel about it, um, what would they think if I cried at this part, you know, stuff like that, even though I usually don't even think about that, uh, especially with a girlfriend. Um, but um, <laughs> I told you that story with Pete, though. Um, and I, I, I wonder if he even noticed or if he wondered why or he knew why. Uh, maybe we'll get him on the podcast again and uh, ask him what he thinks. But my assessment, because you never know, it was made in 1984. Does it hold up? Is there things that's like, ooh, shouldn't have said that? Uh, or is it, um, you know, the effects are bad? Or, wow, the story has changed <laughs> in the last 30 years-ish. Uh, and... Um, Anyway, so, it's the perfect movie. It's the perfect movie. It's so unbelievably good. You should watch it again. It's $3.99 or whatever on YouTube, and I'm sure if you... I pay for movies because I'm a movie maker and I respect them, but if you want to watch it on something else, I'm sure you could. Um, if that's the thing that's stopping you, don't let that uh, affect you from watching this perfect movie. Um, First of all, I have notes, obviously. I was like 30 minutes in and I was like, this is so good. I'm gonna write down everything that's good about it. And maybe I'll make a blog about it to make it feel nicer. Um, but long shots, I love long shots, meaning there's no cuts. So it's just the camera. It's kind of like a play in that way. It's this, the scene is from one point of view and they're both, you know, in it for a long time and they have to do one continuous good take. So that makes it harder, which I respect more. And it's just cool, I feel like you're, you don't get, um, you don't have to suspend, dis yeah, suspend your disbelief as much because you're looking at it like you would be a person, not like, <laughs> um, like you're, at a tennis match watching two people talk. Oh, really? Oh, really? Um, I hope I stayed in frame. Um, <laughs> so, the, the longest shot was, you know, spoiler alerts if, if you haven't watched it yet. Um, which, by the way, spoiler alerts suck. I hate spoiler alerts. No, I hate spoilers. Spoiler alerts are fine. They're very helpful, actually. But, um, People say, oh, it was made in 1984, you get to, it's been out 30 years, you should see it. But kids, though, I got spoiled, um, <laughs> I got spoiled, uh, what's it called? Um, shoot. Yes, I forget. Yes. Bruce Willis. Um, um, shoot, dude. Sixth Sense. I was, <laughs> I was, um, now I can't even think that. I was spoiled, <laughs> that's a weird way to say it. Um, Sixth Sense was spoiled for me 
before I was like old enough to even watch it. So in that way, spoilers suck. And there's no time limit on that because I was watching Friends. Maybe I shouldn't have been watching Friends this young, but in like whatever grade. And, and then I watched Sixth Sense and, and I already knew what the thing was. I already knew the whole thing. And that's really loud. I hope it's not too distracting. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but this is real. This is real life. You know, the flimsying up the numbers people would be like, oh, that's not happening. Oh, just focus on me. I'm going to ignore it. But you know me. Do it. I keep it raw and real. Anyway, so, so spoiler alerts. I think... I think they're all pretty mild. They're real mild. I think actually this is the most uh, spoiler alerty thing. So after the skeleton fight, the fight where um, Johnny and his gang or whatever, the Cobra Kaiers, as I call them, which I've never had before, but now I do. Uh, the Cobra Kaiers. <laughs> Maybe that's what they call them in the show. I haven't seen the show. Maybe I will now because the podcast or the podcast, the movie was so good. Um, and yeah, the the fight where he ran away from them at the dance that I talked about, the Halloween dance, and he gets beat up, and then Mr. Miyagi uh, helps him, like gives him tea and stuff. That scene is forty two minutes in. And 42 minutes and 8 seconds. I'm not flimmerzying up the numbers. You know me. Two forty-seven and 26 seconds. So that's five full minutes. And it's not four in some minutes. It's over five minutes. Not flimmerzying up the numbers, if anything. Um, I don't know. I'm stealing up the numbers. It's so tight, it's steel. There's no flimsiness. It's like... You know what I'm saying? Wow, so, so David Spade. Um, <laughs> so over five minutes, one take, which is just doesn't happen a lot. But I feel like especially back then, maybe even, um, now I think people respect it more. And uh, Spielberg kind of, I think that's Spielberg, right? Who did Goodfellas? I should know this. I'll fact check it uh, later. And your timeline. Well, right before your timeline, when I edit this one. Um, well, hopefully not right before, because I'll be real ahead. But uh, <laughs> in, this, in, the, in the editing, then when I put it out, so that I'll always have a constant stream for you fellas and ladies. Um, so that scene is a full five minutes, and it, like, it, it's just beautiful, dude. I just love that stuff. I already told you why I like it. But Spielberg, um, I think, was the, the, the master of the one shot or whatever. And um, yeah, Goodfellas, it's a really long shot. It's like a million extras, which is um, extra talent that uh, we like to be called. Because <laughs> I was an extra a few times. Uh, means like a lot of people in the back oh background talent is what you call them not extras not even extra talent um 
because if they're extra, they don't they aren't needed. But they're background and they're needed for you know to make it feel real. Uh, <clears throat> that's what I was taught. Um, okay, you know this is what it is. Uh, and then the foreground and background, meaning there's something happening right in front of you, and then in the distance, something else is happening that's contributing to the story. Um, and it's not necessarily 100% needed to know in the background. I don't, I've never heard of this director before, um, but I'm going to look him up now because I don't think I did for some reason. But he really killed it. The director and cinematographer. Um, they're my new favorite duo. Alright, we cut for sound for a second because they were cutting something. And uh, so foreground and background, I explained it already. So what in the, the foreground was... Um, Daniel's son and his mom were talking in a restaurant and then they're in, in front of a window and then in across the street there's a little thing that happens uh, with the Johnny boys <laughs> I call them something different every time the Cobra Kai's the Cobra Kai's I think I said um, <laughs> they they were having a little thing and it was something that you didn't have to hear. You could understand just by looking. That is so freaking cool. <laughs> I was gonna say cool and then on point or something. It's so smart. And it's not, yeah, like I said, it's not integral to the story. You don't need to know that for the next thing to happen. But if you do, it's like, oh, it's like foreshadowing. Um, and I just love that. It's that's what like those little details, man, is what makes me fall in love with something or someone. And so connections and flow is another thing that I love that they did. So this kind of goes goes into the last thing I said. Um, so what I mean by that is there was the fight, um, his mom and uh, him have a fight in front of Mr. Miyagi's door before they start working together um, <clears throat> and it's kind of the impetus to why Mr. Miyagi um, reaches out to Daniel um, and I think today they would have made it even more subtle maybe that was a little on the nose which I didn't mind especially for a 1984 movie but um, I'm just kind of wondering what they would do probably more subtly. They're probably, because they, it had blue doors. Blue, I don't know, they're French or something? French doors? Uh, I'm not really great with that stuff, but uh, they're unique looking doors, so I recognized them. Um, and I was like, oh, that's in front of Mr. Miyagi's thing, that's cool, I wonder if they'll... Like, obviously that's on purpose, but I wonder, I wonder if how they'll... Because I haven't seen it in, like I said, years. So if I see something more than two years ago, I don't remember most of it. I remember the big plot points, like I said. They're at the beach, they're doing the, you know. <laughs> um, and then he's getting sweaty doing all the stuff. But that's... I mean, you know, I, I knew a lot. but um, But, like, those little things, especially... I haven't seen it since... 
I learned about how movies are made and stuff. So that's a big. That's really fun, actually, when when you learn about um, how movies are made and stuff, and then you rewatch stuff, and you're like, "Wow, this is actually way better than I actually even knew," but I already loved it. Which is weird because you can make a movie for like the populace and the people that really, really know and you know are in in the inside baseball of of uh, of movies. I have I'm thankful because I have such compassion for these people that are working because I did that stuff. Um, for a couple summers with my uncle, and um, and it's not fun. Uh, they're they're at a point where they, you know, it's their career, so they mostly know what to do and how to do it and all that stuff, and it's just a matter of getting it done. But especially with me, like having no background with that stuff, and um, having to be told everything to do, and then doing it wrong because it's my first time ever doing it it's really it's not fun um but you know sometimes people sometimes it is fun even for me but i'm sure i'd like to think they could have fun too with it because you know they have to do it every day uh so that fight in front of mr miyagi's door oh what i was gonna say is I think today they would have made the um, the doors either more memorable, or well, I guess they remade it in with uh, Jaden Smith. So I might watch that again just because I wonder how bad they messed it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so. Uh, I wonder if they would have had like a little symbol on on his door to make that more under like for people to be like, oh, that's the that's the Mr. Miyagi door, right? Uh, and and I, I think that's maybe how they would have did it, and then he wouldn't have came out at the end because it's too on the nose. Just how I would do it, baby. Hire me to do the <laughs> the remake, the re remake, and. Oh, and then so as they talk about when Mr. Miyagi and Daniel become close after that, because of that, that fight in front of his door, um, Mr. Miyagi's kind of trying to convince Daniel to go to the dance, and he's like, ah, you know, I don't even know what I'd wear. And then uh, the, the ingredients... <laughs> where the costume is behind him and I remember catching that when I was a kid and like oh mom like look like it's right behind him that's crazy and that's beautiful man I love that I love that I knew it when I was a kid and then now I know it because I know movies but uh, dude I was observant I've always been observant Okay, and then, this is no spoilers at all, great acting, great acting, I, man, it was great, it could, 
like selling this movie could be silly like oh this kid from New Jersey goes to California and then he has a hard time fitting in and then <laughs> and then he does karate and beats up kids the same kids that bullied him like that could be really corny and stupid but they it's like real emotion and the long shots help with that to convey that because you know how the 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 acting is consistent because sometimes um, through cutting the it's a different take obviously possibly and so they might not have the same exact energy and then you could feel that and you're like oh man that's that's they did that months later in reshoots or something um, which is I think that's self-explanatory I don't like when people say stuff and expect people to know what it means but if uh, if you needed to redo something for whatever reason um, you watch the movie and then realize oh we need to add this to it or we didn't get this right something happened either a tech issue where it looks bad or whatever um, so they redo everything and get that shot or scene so that's what a reshoot is um, and so since they're since it's long shots they could they feel more real because they are more real they're they're it's happening in real time it's in a it's in a timeline even before this which feels like forever ago but but still um, and like I really felt it in them when they were fighting like in one of the, in the first scene one of the first scenes at the beach party um, no spoilers but it really felt like they're feeling this and uh, great writing it's not overwritten which especially back then I think now is when people are you know I'm biased because I know I've only lived now but from what I could tell it was cool to overwrite stuff and be like really smart with it um, like kind of use your smart writing to uh, to make stuff but now it's I think it's cooler that because people are more people know more about everything movie making and and they get writing more even if they didn't go to film school Chris D'Elia talked about um, Hand, Handmaid's Tale it's a cult and the guy's in power and the girl is obviously not as important and um, and she said something about I thought Utopia was supposed to be better because he said you know when this finally something finally happens this will be utopia um, and and then he said utopia doesn't mean good for everyone and that's cool and it's like wow huh and <laughs> that sentiment isn't cool but the writing is cool 
And then he follows it up with, that means not great for everyone. <laughs> and like, yeah, we get that. That's implied. So, so that's, that's an example of overwriting. Um, but I think people could get <laughs> the second part from the first part and just delete the second part. And it's like, more like, oh. Yeah, so, uh, so it's not overwritten, which kind of is in, in, um, implicit with, uh, Mr. Miyagi, because I guess he doesn't know a lot of English, so they can't make him overwrite stuff. They can't overwrite him saying stuff because he doesn't have a, it's like L with Stranger Things. <laughs> Cutting in with a cultural uh, current reference. The best part of this whole script was, like I said, he was getting bullied. It's going again. It's just going to go. Because um, <laughs> my anxiety level is rising, and I know I'm butting up against time here. So uh, I don't know how much time I have left. But I want to at least get through this review with you because uh, it would just feel weird if I didn't. Um, so, like I said, Daniel's getting bullied, and one of the like not main guys, like one of the outside guys, uh, he was walking with a girl, and and the guy yells, "It must be take a worm for a walk week." <laughs> they like it. It's, that is so insane that someone wrote that and then multiple people had to say, yes, that's good, keep that. And then the actor was like, yeah, this is what it is. And then said it like this, like it was a big, nice, juicy one. <laughs> it must be take a worm for a walk week. That is so beautiful. I'm using that from now on. I'm using it as a compliment. I'm using it as an insult. I'm just gonna say it as much as I can. That's that's a hidden gem there in uh, in Karate Kid for you. Um, and oh, another thing that they did great with writing was um, they. Him and this girl had a great date, so dare I say perfect, and you know, it's a montage, they're laughing, and music's going, they're putt-putting together. At the end of it, some, some small thing kind of left a bad taste in the mouth, and that's so, I think that's so real. And because in movies sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, gravy, and then, then it's like all oh, bad and there's more nuance to life obviously and uh, and so I think it was a really good and I keep saying for the time period but um, but I don't know I guess because I wasn't there uh, but it felt like for that time period it was a good um, no I, I take that back for that one for sure because I'm sure that happened a lot but um, but I'm glad that they used it there. Uh, 
because then then you're like it was one of their I think it was their first like official date so then you're like wondering like do they still like me was that too bad of a taste in their mouth are they gonna call me back especially back then they didn't have texting so um it's terrible but uh terrible in that you were like overthinking stuff um so I really like that that was really smart of them and the only thing I didn't like about pretty much anything about it was that <clears throat> Allie the girl um is cold to him uh at one point late in the movie um after this is a spoiler so do another 20 seconds ish um ahead uh Allie's cold to him after he sees her kiss someone else I don't get how that makes sense. I don't think they say that he finds out that she punches him after that because it was, that little moment was taken out of context. The Johnny guy kind of sexually assaulted her. I guess that's one of the things. It's like, eh, 1984. But um, I guess that happens in movies now, too. Um, but <laughs> trigger warning. Um, but yeah, she, she gets kissed against her will by his, her ex. And then he sees just that part and then runs away. And then she punches him, but he doesn't see that. And then he is, she's kind of being cold to him. And then he's trying to get her back like all nice. Like, as far as he knows, he got cheated on, I think. So what the heck? And then her friend explains what happened. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know, that didn't feel, that, even when I was a kid, I remember like, why is she, what's, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's my, my only thing, and I cried maybe five times, like a lot, and I think twice during the end of this, the last scene, like the last sequence, um, and, uh, it's just a super good movie, man, and I don't know if it was it had to do with me, like s supposed to watch that with my ex, and like that contributed to it. But it's objectively a good movie. It's just so good. I want to know what's a classic movie that you've recently seen, and does it deserve its classic status? So, one of the ones I saw kind of recently it's been like a year probably but um rear window uh by hitchcock um the synopsis doesn't sound interesting it's a guy just looking out of his rear rear window but it's really good um and so i think it does deserve classic status so what's what's a classic movie that you've watched recently and does it deserve its classic status? Thank you. God bless. <laughs> um, I think I'm almost done. Uh, <laughs> I really like Bill Withers. Um, I don't know if he's not super popular, but I think he was more 70s. But my aunt and uncle love him. So I've like learned to love, not learned to love him. I found that I loved him <laughs> through them. And uh, one of his most known songs is Use Me. And it's been in a couple commercials. Well, he's been in a couple commercials, but 
Use Me was also um, in uh, Anchorman. Um, and in the pool scene, in one of the first scenes, <clears throat> where he meets Veronica Corningstone. Uh, so that has a special place in my heart as a fly. Um, and so it's about a girl who is using him, and at the end, as it as the mute as the whole thing is fading out, he says, "So like, the more he says of the sentence, the less you could hear everything." <laughs> he says, "It ain't too bad the way you're using me, because I sure am using you to do the things you do." Oh. The truth comes out. <laughs> He's just using her for a body. <laughs> he doesn't say that explicitly, but... Dude, you're toxic. Yeah, dumper. Um, <laughs> That's my advice, Bill Withers. I know that came out in the 70s, but... And I'm sure you're still with her, but... Get rid of her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, probably wasn't even, you know, I probably just wrote the song and didn't even happen to him for real. Um, which was more okay back then, I feel like. But uh, I don't even know why I'm looking over there, because no one should be over there. Uh, dude, you know what I realized? I love making women feel comfortable. <laughs> That sounds like such a liberal, like, kiss up thing to say or something. Um, but <laughs> when I walk on sidewalks, which doesn't happen a lot, but there's a place called Market Common here, and it's like an outdoor mall. And I love crossing the street so that a woman doesn't have to feel like, is he behind me on purpose? Is He's kind of been there 30 seconds. What are the odds we're going the same way? She's doing calculations in her head. You know, that stuff would be so annoying. And luckily, I'm, I'm a tall drink of water with broad shoulders. So I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I don't have to worry about people behind me and stuff. But no one's going to try me, dude. I wish you would. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as I said that, my <laughs> slide, my shoe slide fell off. And just imagine if you saw that as I did that. It had been so embarrassing. It been like, take away all the credibility that just happened. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so because I'm a tall drink of water with broad shoulders, girls are going to see that about me and be like if he is one of those people it's going to be tough to get out of um, even if he doesn't even have any weapons because he's so muscular and handsome um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so anytime I can I cross the street or I take another route that's just as long or maybe a little bit longer but then they feel safe. 
And that makes me feel really good because imagine how, how much of a relief it is that no one's around you and you're just chilling. It's a beautiful day. You're going to get your nails done or whatever girls do. I get my nails done. Um, my toenails. But um, not these. I was <laughs> what if I thought these were toenails? Um, <laughs> um, uh, and I'm leaving this one for last, this point, because if people, um, this bothers people a lot, then you can't unsee it. Um, so hopefully next week, by next week, you'll forget about it. But um, my shoulders aren't even. Did you ever notice it? This one's always up here. Why? And I've noticed, I didn't notice that particularly. Oh. I've been, I've been trying to keep it down. Like this is, <laughs> this is as far down as it goes and it probably looks normal. But this one, that's as far down as it goes. And I think it's uneven. I can't tell right now, but that should be even. And I noticed it with shirts, so I wore this shirt because, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid you can't tell for some reason, but um, since it's a straight, it should be a straight line here, it's not because my shoulder's like this. And so that obviously affects the shirt and how, it's, how it sits on you. So I thought, I thought this shirt was printed wrong, but it's really, my shoulders are effed up. I don't know why. I think it's an insecurity thing. Like, I, I read that if you like go like this, like when you're scared, you go like this because you're like protecting your neck. It's like a primal thing. Um, so I think, <laughs> I think it's like an insecurity thing that started when I was like, I mean, definitely before high school because this came out in high school. Um, and, uh, I guess not this particular shirt. There's, the black version came out later. But anyway, um, uh, I would like protect myself, but I didn't want to look too, you know, sheepish. So I just put one up. I don't know why the left one. That's the only thing I could think of. And so it's just been like that for my whole life. And I guess I probably have back problems, but whenever I go to the doctor, they always say I have like a nice straight spine. So it must just be like my shoulders effed up. I don't know. So I've been really trying to <laughs> keep that down, <laughs> but it hurts. Like this is, it hurts. It's weird. And I noticed it a, like a six months ago or something. No, almost a year ago probably. And I was like, are my shoulders, they're, is this one up more? And then, I asked someone, I was like, is that, is that, and they're like, hmm, I don't think so. I was like, okay, it must have just been in my head or like, like when I noticed it, I was, I noticed it in the mirror when I was um, rehearsing uh, stand-up once. And I think, I was like, oh, it must be because of that. Like I was being weird because of that. Like I was nervous about doing the set later. But I really, I don't remember what made me realize, but I was like, this is not right. <laughs> They're not even. And that's so annoying for me. I like, I like things the way they should be.
gosh, it's so annoying. And then I noticed my... I usually stand with my right foot back more. And I don't know if that's part of this. So, like, if... Like, I'm normally like this, I think. But if I go like this, then I feel like my right foot would come up more. So I don't know if it's, like, affecting my whole life. Like, this is so annoying. And I don't even know if it's fixable. Like, I feel like I've been doing, like, the the readjustment or whatever a lot. And I don't think it's making it better. So I don't know what I have to do if I could even do anything. <laughs> um, oh, man. And I, I, I visited Pete this last weekend again um, because because why not and they had a block party at their church so it was gonna be extra lit and um, and Madden 23 just came out so we wanted to play that together obviously and uh, it's better Madden 23 it's better but it's not where it needs to be um, at least they tried since uh, since Madden died this past year but um, but yeah, so I, I was driving 10 hours um, knowing this about me. And uh, and so like the, it felt like I tried to the whole time since I was just sitting still and listening to something. Um, I thought I should practice or try to readjust myself. So I did that a ton. Like I was in the car 10 hours, so like I'd like to think I did it for at least five because um, I kept like making sure I was doing it um, but you know you never know dude and maybe this is just how I am and I have to accept it it's not that big of a deal but um, it does make me feel old <laughs> like I don't know I guess I was doing it since I was young but this is something you know you think about I think about stuff that I want to change about me and then I'm like well I can just change it if I really put my mind to it because I'm young and still like you know malleable or whatever and then now I'm like doing this and I'm, it's, it feels like it's not doing anything and I'm like am I set in my ways it's, is it over am I set in stone am I dying <sighs> so and I blame every single person that has ever hung out with me that no one said, hey, are your shoulders... Because maybe if I knew about this two years ago, I would have been more malleable and I could have fixed it. But now I'm 25 and an old man. <laughs> so I don't blame the podcast listeners as much because I don't know if you could tell that from my voice that my shoulders aren't even. But uh, <laughs> but anyone, anyone else, no one has said that to me. I would have been like, oh, really? That's concerning. Anyway... Anyway, anyway, anyway. Thank you guys for listening, watching, podcasting, vidcasting, YouTubing, iTunesing, Spotifying, whatever you're doing. Thank you. Um, keep up the good work. I still haven't put any out yet since this new revamp. Um, so I don't know if you're watching <laughs> uh, in my timeline, but hopefully your timeline, I'm going dummy viral. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I don't have as busy of a day today, thankfully, 
Um, but I'm going to put in work on the podcast today. Because I want you guys to hear this already, man. It's crazy. Oh, I should give an update on my... On my love life or whatever. Um, I'm doing a lot better. Um, as far as the breakup goes. And... Uh, I feel like I haven't updated you guys really in a little bit about it. Um, a big breakthrough I had because I I'm on the anagram. I don't know if you guys care about that, but I'm a type two, which you don't need to know any of that. But um, basically, it just means I'm I'm the helper, like a, like I value and I like helping people. So, like in a relationship, obviously. I'm always thinking, what can I do in my day to like help them get through theirs the best that they can? And so I was in that I'm in that mode for everybody a little bit, but obviously like full energy if I have a girlfriend um, goes into that person. So um, <laughs> now I'm thinking about my shoulder still because I wanted that to be the last thing because I knew. You guys would be seeing it, and I would be thinking about it. So I wanted to say it last, but now I forgot. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, so my brain was programmed to be like, oh, think about your girl and um, and what she's doing and all that stuff. So um, which made me a better boyfriend, I I like to think. Um, but now I think I didn't shut that program off. I didn't like exit that out <laughs> so that's been like running and I didn't want it to and I didn't necessarily fully know that that was happening I guess all the time uh, and <laughs> so a breakthrough I had was stop thinking about oh another thing is I talked about this in the and one of the other podcasts is like the the sparklies in your like little life box thing um, rounded square uh, and then you gotta scrub it out so I would think of a lot of things in oh we went here once or we drove past this like stupid stuff where I would just always equate it somehow back to which I think is a common thing in, in breakups um, especially fresh ones uh, so I've been actively trying to not do that and I have been doing better um, and it's crazy how you just, if you set an attention, things will happen so much, so much easier and, and more effectively if you just like set that intention in yourself or pray or whatever you want to do. Um, and so I just want to let you know that I'm doing better and I'm in therapy. I don't even know if I said that, but, uh, obviously that's contributing um, but yeah, she hasn't given me my stuff back yet. And I'm thinking about sending in um, a uh, a question, a lifeline, the, the podcast that I referenced before with Chris D'Elia and his brother Matt D'Elia, um, where they do people send in questions and then they give advice. Um, uh, because I think, because I, I always think, oh, I'd, I'd love to be on it. I'd love to, for them to like interact with me. But um, I'm like, eh, I don't really have anything that's like really, I'll figure it out or 
I will figure it out by the time that they get to it or, you know, whatever. But I was like, this one is pretty, I think could be pretty interesting. Because what do I do? She, she, she said she was sick the last time we talked. And that was three weeks ago or something. And then she's definitely not sick anymore. Because I checked her Instagram and, uh, and I don't do that anymore either. Um, I don't know why I ever did it really. Um, but, uh, well, I wanted to know if she took me off and stuff, obviously, but, and she did. And, um, what she should have. And, um, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, that makes sense that she, she would do that, obviously. Um, but, uh, I think I said that on the podcast too. Um, yeah, I have no idea what I was saying. Just, the, oh yeah, saying, putting it in the lifeline. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking about writing that in, writing that down and then saying it, because I want to write it the right way, and I also want to give back, like, I'll email the producer, like, the possible follow-up question answers, because uh, sometimes people don't get, like, the right advice, not that I don't, I don't even know if I'll really take their advice, because sometimes they just be silly and, um, and don't have, like, great, don't really settle on great advice. Um, which is fine, obviously, as a viewer, but as the person actually wanting advice, and I truly don't know what to do, um, so, I don't know, I guess I'll take what they say with a grain of salt if they even pick mine, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, it's crazy because a lot of that stuff depends on what the last one was, and if you, so if you were first, then that's good, and if you were last, it's like, that's also good because it's the last one they're taking seriously, but... If, you, if they pick yours like third or fourth and it was after a funny one or a silly one, that affects how they do the next one. So um, anyway, that's really probably boring for most people, especially that don't watch the that show. Um, so yeah, and if you have any advice or you know comments on it, whatever, put in the comments. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to see a different angle. So now the 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 modern talk outro music is going to be playing, and that's really cool. It makes me feel really good, even though I can't even hear it, and I don't even totally remember what it sounds like because I only listened to it once <laughs> so far. Um, all right, I love you guys, and uh, I hope this made you think. Keep in touch. Jackson 5.